So how did how did it go this morning? First off, a little slow. I, I went up there last night, and uh, it was it was. Let me talk about the weather. I was going to talk about the weather. No, you can. Was it was it dry? Just don't say hot. <laughs> yeah, it was dry. That's that's a good one. Humid. Drier than a popcorn fart, as we like to call it down. So, here. anyways, I got to camp. I fed the dogs. We went to sleep fairly early. I, I think I got into camp. But I had a. I was on my way up through there, and I had a uh, OESDA board meeting, which I had totally forgot about. So my phone. I saw that come through. Like that was a late one too. Six thirty. Um, oh, it must have been posting Eastern time. Somebody sent a text in a group text. It was like, I can't get into the meeting, and I'm like. I mean, I'm probably, <laughs> I'm no kidding. I'm probably 20 minutes and I'm out of service. And I'm like, ah, oh, I should just pretend like I didn't see that. And, uh, and I, but I, I did. So I pulled over and, and uh, had lunch or dinner and uh, called in the meeting. That took a little while. There wasn't nothing important going on, but it, it killed some time, which kind of dead this year, huh? I don't know that it would have been good to, to run last night anyways. I, I thought about, Jason, I thought about pulling a flash, see if I had a flashlight working in my pack. <laughs> And uh, yeah, how long has it been since you've hunted at night? A while <laughs> on purpose, on purpose, not like because you broke down or something. I don't know the date, but I know the occasion. I could probably go back and look up a vet bill for a porcupine. Oh, yeah, and we could probably correlate that night, <laughs> whatever that bill for that porcupine. I mean, we had to, we ended I just, I can just tell you that it, it, our night ended up in a emergency hospital at like three in the morning because we couldn't get some quills out of out of the, the mouth of a dog, and so we had to... It wasn't a blue dog, was it? Nope, it was a red one. Oh. Uh, I mean, that red one just chewed it up. So whatever, I don't know what day that was. I don't know what year that was, but if I could find that bill, that would tell you the last time. That would be the last time. That was the last time. Well, I take it back. Me and, me and Don went out one, maybe three or four years ago. We couldn't, we were just having a hard time catching one in the morning, so we were desperate, and so we went out in the evening. And we ended up training one about right, maybe an hour after dark. But it was that well, well, we were, <laughs> for all the listeners. Buddy and I joke about this all the time because one of us has to take the night shift. So Buddy gets to hunt the day mornings. Yeah, and that's what I hunt the nights. So I almost, I almost thought about it last night. I was, I was thinking about pulling the flashlight out and checking the batteries. I normally check them once a year just in case, but uh, I didn't. I, I, I just turned it to camp. You should have went. And uh, if you didn't catch anything today, you should have went yesterday night or last. Did night. not catch today, and I didn't get started until well, we didn't start track till like nine, about nine o'clock, nine thirty, and we were up against the heat. We cold trailed up, and a couple of dogs came down and tried the other direction. So I had two dogs going one direction, and then <laughs> two dogs and a half the puppy. You know what I mean? Was and a half. Yeah, so there was two dogs going this way, so I just sat in the middle of the road and was like, well, my my, my odds are better, you know, if I got them both. Right, got both ends covered. I got both ends covered, and uh, and they ended up, the two, that, or the three that came back turned around, um, they ended up going back up, so they they checked the other end and tried that way, and they went back up, and I don't know, I, I, I think about 11 o'clock, I got them on the road, and I was a little, I'll be honest, I was a little nervous, um, for, they were smoked. It was, yeah, it was warm, and uh, Bonnie's you know just her legs are you know wobbling a little bit when she stood <laughs> on the road. You know, I got him some water, and and I just sat there for twenty minutes, you know, thirty minutes on the road, and just let them all just 
cool off before I, you know, pull the collars off and just let them cool off. But no, we did not catch one today. Didn't even get close. I don't know how you guys do it. Like, because what time do you get up to go hunting? You said like four, right? No, not when I was up at camp. I got I was up at six. Oh, okay. Still, um, like you can ask Danny. It's a struggle for me to get up to be on time and work half the time. But I'll hunt all night. Yeah, no, not me. Like, it was a little harder this morning too because they're logging up there, and so normally I don't tie up my dogs, and so I I tied them up, and then it's the first day of the season where I've really been hunting, so I they were not looking good. Let's just say that <laughs> there, there was some discussions on the road about you know getting down checking a coyote. Did you forget everything you've ever done? They didn't forget everything. We didn't have a bad race, but. They just wanted to check more things than, than we're legitimately supposed to. So that's how my morning went. How'd yours go? It was busy. Did you make it to work on time? I did. I was on time. I usually make it, but luckily my commute's pretty short. I think that's the only thing that saves me. If I had to drive to work, I, I'd be late. Yeah. I think most people know that you're out of – Jason, we've got a guest here, Jason. Oh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Where, where, are you, where are you out of, Jason? I'm out of Grants Pass, Oregon. You know, a lot of people think you're in the shop. I know all the time. Yeah. Really, it's this crazy interweb stuff that you call the W number and it rings everybody. It's kind of it ring. Cool. It rings. Every, that's my dream in life is to be, be up on a camp and then I probably still won't be at work. But to have my phone be able to. <laughs> Don't lie to people. So that I could look at the phone and be like, let me call Jason before I head. Hey, hey, I'm heading out, okay? <laughs> hey, I'm just paving the way for you, buddy. We got this yeah. ironed out because we didn't know how it would work. No. When we first started. That was a real challenge. That's kind of what we're going to start this podcast about was, was uh, the dynamic and the history of W and, and Plum Tree. Well, we need, to, we need to dedicate this first. This is the first and probably only time. You got something to read first. I have something to read. You're going to read. Somebody wants us to do this. Oh, yeah. Mr. Ben Sheets. We did get your message, and I know I replied to you on Facebook. But this is to uh, to go back and talk about the W and Plum Tree saga, as you so put it, because we we probably don't realize we mention it as much as we really do. It's kind of I don't want to say the elephant in the room. I mean, it's been almost four years now. We're used to it, but so we should probably like late night. This one goes out to Ben Sheets. <laughs> what what Ben wrote us was really enjoyed the episode. I hope you can do a podcast with Ed and Holly. Sounds like it would be a good one which we're working on it right now, Ben. So hopefully that'll be coming shortly. Mm -hmm. uh, and he says, also, you guys need to do a podcast on the Plum Tree W Saga. It's referred to often, so you might as well just give them the whole story. Give up the whole, this, like I said. So lay it out, buddy. Like, <laughs> late night, this one's for you, Ben. You have cool music. Have Shannon edit in some, like, some late night talk show. Do, 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 yeah, some, like, love, yeah. love music or something, yeah. Dr. Drew. Well, where do we start? I guess. Um, I, w was there long before Plum Tree. When did, and I think, when did you start Plum Tree? Oh, don't even ask me dates. It's been seven years ago now, probably. Right. Yeah. Right, right around there. So, what, 2000? Yeah, 2013 or 2014. 13, 14. Yeah, I think somewhere in right 2014, I looked, and you, that's when you started getting on Big Game Houndsman. Before I got kicked off. Did you get kicked off? I still don't have passwords. You can't. Uh, I need to get you. You should have admin. So that it's been four years and I still can't get. 
really? Yeah. What did you get? You probably got kicked off for selling something. I was really stickler about probably selling on that website. You were probably selling puppy. You're probably and and really stickler on Jason Doobie. That didn't help that name, (laughs) but usually doesn't. I don't even think we would have known. But when you, I mean, you probably got banned before I even knew it was bum tree. Unless you're probably. I should go back and look at that. We should look at your last post. You that would have been years and years and years ago. At least at least seven. You did. You got banned or or like. I just one day couldn't get into it, and I didn't have. I didn't really want to call you to get it fixed if we're going to be real honest. Okay, okay. So, so you need to back it up because you're like insinuating <laughs> that I banned you. Well, and I let a lot of crap go on that website. I mean, like it was like all out yes. brawls, fist fights. It used to be. And I'm like, what? I just built a cage. I, I built an area for people to like. It was Houndsman Facebook jail is what it was. That, I was the start of that. You were. You <laughs> trend setter, buddy. We put him in the cage, and it wasn't you know, like it was like this is the cage. You can go fight, and and then everybody's like, "Oh my god, someone be in the cage!" I throw their stuff in the cage, and everybody shut up. And I'm like, "No, no, really, oh, that's where you guys can like, you can just have at it." Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I, I maybe I would have, but I don't think I would have banned you. You must have just forgot your password. I probably, probably might have. That seems to be. I'll, a, I'll check for you. Trend. So, so that would be one of the first, but. So, so 14 is about when you started. So I got my first sticker machine in 2000, I think. My whole grand idea. So I, the whole reason I got that sticker machine was because we bought, I like trucks. And so Clearly. we had a thing that we put on the windshield as, as a kid, you know, 18 or whatever, and it was redneck off-road. And then we all have our little tagline. So mine was always written upside down. You know, if you can read this, roll me over. Right. And uh, I think... I think Mike's was, gosh, it was drive like it was stolen. That was Mike's. Well, let's back up because you just brought Mike into this, and I don't think a lot of people know who Mike is other than just the guy. He's our service guy. Up running, like keeps the shop running. Stuff. Yeah, he, he makes sure everything happens. He's my brother-in-law, actually. He married my sister. And you've known him for how many years now? I don't know. He's been in the beginning. Like when we had the sticker machine, I got tired of paying like 60, 70 bucks for these windshield stickers. And uh, so I was like, well, shit, I can just go buy a machine and make it myself. And so we did that. And I, the first job I got was actually a, a little four by four shop here in town called Woody's four by four. And he's like, well, if you can make them, I'll buy 1800. And so my first order Holy was cow. peeling decals at like 75 cents a piece. And, but it paid for the machine. So my, I sold one order and I'll never that sucked. I mean, I, <laughs> Whedon stickers is horrible. To this day, peeling Whedon. And so I, I've heard I sold, horror stories of you and gosh, well, I was talking with Tim and Nora back years ago and they were saying you guys would sit up all night and just weed stickers for sportsman shows, whatever. The sportsman show. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we'd start off selling these little sticker things, you know, and it, it, it wasn't started in hounds cause I didn't have hounds when I bought the machine. But like right then, around that time, I got my first hound. So I got the sticker machine, no hounds. But then within that year, I got hounds. And so the sticker machine and the stickers and that really quickly went to the hounds, you know. So, um, you know, that's that's when we started. And, and it would be, I mean, honestly, it was me and Mike and my sister. And uh, we just peel decals. And then we go to the sportsman show and sell them. And... I mean, we'd walk out of there with 
maybe three thousand, four thousand dollars in sales from a sportsman show. You know, like six weeks worth of weed and stickers. Not six weeks, but two weeks probably. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it was, it was a lot of work. And I mean, we walk out of there like, you know, you know, yeah, make it rain. We just made. Yeah, some money. you got twenty dollar bills. You know, what I mean, five dollar bills and twenty dollar bills, and you're holding a stack of cash. You know, five thousand dollars. I was like, damn. And uh, after a couple of years of that, it was like, you know, if we calculate two weeks off, you know, a week week off to do the show by three people. Everybody's going to make, you know, 800 to whatever a week if we went to real, our real job. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we got to pay the show a thousand bucks. So, I mean, you take that $4,000 and you take a thousand off the top because that's what it costs for the booth. And then you factor the fact that we all took a week off of work to yeah. work on our own thing. And it was like, and then we'd, we'd have to work at least two weeks ahead of that to peel all the stickers. So it was like, yeah, we all just spent you know, three weeks worth of time to, to make 2,500 bucks to make our yeah. vacation money that we, you know, so I was like, yeah, we, this isn't the smartest thing we've ever Could have done. been on a beach. Yeah. So it was fun, but it was not productive. And, um, but it shifted pretty quick, right? I mean, from W no, graphics, no, not quick. No. just, just slow. It was like, we, I was that, I didn't learn that fast. Like we tried to make that swim. And so when the first website came out, actually came from the sportsman show there was a guy there for 99 dollars to build a website for you you still got his number no he still got my first domain <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah w graphics spelled out i think he owned it because he bought it i uh, gave him 99 dollars, and then of course he's like well this is more than i did and it was an, a, a spat and he never finished it and yeah i never oh, got that name so so du or wgraphics.com i don't think i i, I think he owns that domain I think he's going to hold over my head for whenever. I don't know. You can so, keep it. At this so that's kind of why we went with um, DU Graphics, I think, was our first major website that we we launched that people might recognize was DU Graphics. And that was that was when we started in Laura at that time. So this had to be 2004 or 2005. Laura quit her job paid, I don't know, it was like 600 bucks for the website. And we built a website and she put all the products up and actually started a website that you could check out on. And that's where we started. So if we really, really started there, that's kind of when we started, you know, we got our, our Tritronics dealership. This was before or before Garmin or right at Garmin, you know, yeah. I mean? DC thirties. Like we didn't, we weren't in it before the DC twenties, but DC thirties were out. And so I remember I like I called Garmin and, and they were, you know, I was like, well, what does it take to be a dealer? You know, you know, well, initial orders, 25,000. And I was like, firstborn child. Okay. 25,000. Quick. <laughs> you know, I'm like, holy. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. 20, I think it was 20,000, 25,000 to start a Garmin account. And, uh, and I mean, I was like, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was, they were nice. They gave me a list of, of uh, distributors. Right. So we still work with one of those distributors today, but you know, I, I went through the list and called distributors and, and that's where we started. We buy them not from Garmin directly, but from a distributor. And so that's kind of how it started. And then at the time, just fast forward when, when Garmin and Tritronics merged because we had a Tritronics account direct with Tritronics, that's when we got a Garmin account and a, a direct dealership with Garmin. And that's when we started switching to Garmin. We still had to pay a $20,000 initial order to, to, to make the transition didn't hurt as bad at that point though did it 
I had to borrow to make it. Yes. I mean, I, I didn't have 20,000, but I had better friends by then or something. Cause yeah. Up the class of friends you got, man. <laughs> yeah. I just, just held the orders right. And we, we, uh, you know, we, we could have done five easy, but 20 was a, a bit much, but it, it was just a matter of, you know, we knew we were going to sell it. I mean, at that point we could sell through it in a month or so. Oh yeah. Probably how much we were moving. But so I'm a little disappointed because I don't think your Garmin dealership, you didn't have no $20,000 buy. No, I did not. It what took, was your buy-in? Garmin probably didn't even want you to talk about there that. There was, I don't, well, technically I don't think I'm under contract anymore because the business is no longer around. Yeah. Uh, yeah there was, there was no minimum order. You just buy a collar and you were a dealer then. I had to buy six items per year six items per year yep and i thought why did it take me a year to get this dealership if it's this easy you know but it did like i went through i mean i'm thinking back to the sales reps like irv i i could never get a hold of my first rep like technically i never even talked to the guy and then you know kim who was both of our dealers yeah she's not she was she was my first one but yeah, I, I don't think there was a minimum order even on that one. See, that it's irritates just, me. That like twice Garmin. The first time when they told me twenty, and I was like, okay, have a good day. It was twenty or twenty-five, and I was like, yeah, there's no way I could do it. And the second time, I was like, I have to figure out how to, you know, come up with that. And so I, I figured out how to come up with it, and and so I actually did. But yeah, I we totally had to buy in. It Garmin was not. It, so that just irritates me that maybe Garmin I was open nicer to him. I don't know. The Garmin changes these things. It's kind of annoying. We should probably not talk about it anymore because I'll probably should. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to leave Ben Sheets another whole little drama. There's so much drama behind the scenes, Ben, that you don't even know. We, yeah, you don't even know. There's things we can't talk about and I'll start ranting about. But So, so yeah, that's how that, that started with, with Garmin. Is I, had, I had to buy in and then I, I started there. Um, and I don't even know what – you'd have to figure out when the Tritronics merger, you know, uh, with Garmin was that which had to be about 2014 yeah, it was right about the time I started it was right you started on the alpha then huh right around there yeah the alpha was my first new product after starting plum tree hmm. so that was yeah I'd say 2000 so, so you missed the DC 30 days and then my my were you around on the internet when I was going ballistic about the DC 40s yes yep I think everybody saw that one I came in I remember buying my first Astro 220 with a DC 40. We were bear hunting in California. Yeah. And uh, some guy had bought one and he didn't like it. So I just, I, I bought it super cheap and I thought, man, why did I put this off for so long? <laughs> then I started reading about the forties and seeing all your, you weren't real nice about that. DC I was not, I was not. 40 at all. <laughs> no, no, I was, you know what? That DC 40 made or I mean, it did something for our business that um, if you want to start about establishing the brand, that DC 40 piece was a critical piece in establishing the brand of mm -hmm. telling the truth. Like I remember I had an order and I, it, I think I probably had 20 on order. You know what I mean? Maybe 15, you know, I, it was probably 10. I'm probably exaggerating still. I'm just I was probably still, like, I was ordering five. Okay. Right. <laughs> so I had 10 callers, I'm just going to say, on order for DC-40s, and you couldn't get them. Cabela's got them first because especially back then, Garmin would, would do sideways things, and so Cabela's would get a little special treatment here, you know, different dealers or whatever. So Cabela's got them first. And so I got on Cabela's. I bought it full price. I overnighted it so that I could get the DC-40 because I, I looked at it, and I took it for a walk, and I 
I suspected that it wasn't going to work as good the way they did the GPS, you know, in, in my, my head. And, and I was like, man, this thing's it just lost. I watched it lose GPS signal like three, four times just on a short walk around my property in the tall timber. And uh, so I called my dealer that next morning. I said, cancel all my orders. I, you know, I'll, I'll switch them to DC-30s. And that's when I went ballistic online and was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell you a DC-40. If you bought a DC-40, I would call you up and be like, hey, this DC-40, I'm, I'm happy to send them to you if that's what you really want. But this is what this thing is going to do. You're not going to be happy with it. I'd stick with the DC-30. And so I'd call every customer that, that bought one. And it, it wasn't a pile of customers, you know what I mean? And all the other dealers were just selling them like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They were just, it was just like, you know, just like hotcakes. As fast as they could take the money, they would send out a, a DC-40. And, and I was like, no, we're not going to do that. Um, and so I, everybody making an order, I'd be like, hey, just so you know, this is what's going to happen, da-da-da. So all of the, the handful of customers that we had had gotten the phone call from me. I explained the DC-30, DC-40. They went with the DC-30. They, 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 I don't know why they trusted me, but they listened. You know <laughs> what I mean? that, at that point, I didn't – I was nobody. But, you know, and, uh, and then just kind of like these brave books, you know what I mean? Like the, the wave goes out, the percussion comes later, right? So in the beginning – I was the only guy. And I mean, I was on there on UKC. I remember it was Reggie. Um, what, uh, who is that down in Texas? He's doing some peak, not PKC, but he's doing his own. Oh, didn't he use on Valley Creek? Yeah. Valley Creek, Valley That's Creek and somebody else. And no, it's so they were on the UKC board and I'd go on there and I'd be like, and I was a tyrant. I mean, I mean, I was a tyrant. I was like, if you want a DC Ford, there's a guy above me and a guy below me with their hand out. I mean, I was, I was like, they got money. They want their money. You want, you want these? If you want a car that's gonna work, I'll sell you a DC thirty. And these guys are getting all pissed at me. You know what I mean? And Reggie, I, I like that guy. I, I never met him. I never talked to him. But you know, he he goes, he said something on the lines of, I sell you know a million dollars worth of garment a year. And, da, 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 and who are you? You know, basically with. He was absolutely right. You know what I mean? He's probably, he probably right. had a million dollar account Pipsqueak. with Garmin. And I was just a little, little. And I remember my comment to him because I was, I was like, wow, you got two commas. I only got one comma. <laughs> Maybe one day I could have two commas like you. And because uh, I was know how like, to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make any, I didn't make friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, Reggie, he's like, man, boy, I don't know you, but I like you already. You know what I mean? He'll just kind of like, and, and, you know, cause I was just like, I would, I was, I was going to bring it, you know what I mean? Whatever I had, I didn't have two commas to bring. So I was going to bring right. one comma and, and uh, now we got two commas, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Now we're doing good. <laughs> yeah. We finally, we finally got two commas, but um, there you go. So that's how it started. I was just like relentless on the web that it was like the DC Ford is not working. There was issues. And, and I was the only guy that was just preaching it. I mean, like getting on my little stump and preaching it. And as people got them, and tried them and they did the exact same thing that I said it was happening. We would get people that was like, I bought them from XYZ company, but I'm buying them from you from, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm returning right. these and I'm not even buying the DC thirties from them. I'm going to buy them from you because you were honest. And that's so credibility, that was, that was I mean, that's like that whole claim in nine mile range, you know, it's, yeah, there's a difference between what you can get away with saying and what's, what's true. Yeah. And so, I didn't realize that we were building a brand at that point. That point, I was 
that that was the the starts of our brand which was like we are going to tell the truth it, even if it means that it cuts our sales down or whatever you know what i mean like yeah. that's that and that that dc40 was was the time that i looked at it i was suspect it did what i thought it was going to do which was lose gps signal when because because the gps was on the bottom of the neck on the side mm-hmm. and so as a dog would turn 180 degrees and make that antenna look at the other side of the and dog signal. and so it switched sides and Anyways, I will tell you, credit to Garmin, they improved that issue much more than I ever thought they could. Like, coming from a hardware back, because I, you know, like, for people who don't know, I, I was at Intel for 14 years. But he's years. a smart guy. No, no, but there's a lot smarter guys than me. But I was product development at Intel, which made computer chips for 14 years. And so my job at Intel, it was... It was to break stuff. I mean, that's what my break job it. was. Like, this is a computer chip. This is, you know, and we were working on stuff that was two or three years out. So we'd get a server chip and, and we would break it. And then that's how you tested it. You, you'd run it hot. You'd run it cold. Run it fast. You'd run it slow. You'd figure out the weak spots of, of how to make this computer chip fail. And then you would work with the design engineers. Go, okay, why did it fail when we ran it fast? You know, we ran it too fast and it, and it stopped working. Why did it stop working? And so we'd find those little things that, you know, this little metal in the computer chip was too narrow. And so it overheated. And so it it'd do whatever, you know? And so mm-hmm. things like that would happen, you know? Um, and so that was my job. And so when I looked at that DC 40, I was like, well, that's the weakness of it. And so I took it out and I did exactly what that weakness was and I made it break, you know, I made it stop working. And so, but watching Garmin, that issue was what, I have to give them credit. They have better control of their hardware than I realized at the time. You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. there are some smart people at Garmin. I mean, I make no bones about it, you know, to take that design, which was a weak design. And I think, I don't want to say I know, but I'm, I, you know, there's people that would be like, yeah, that was not, you don't know the story. You want, so I, I, let me back up. <laughs> the DC 40, right? Do you know who caused that problem, Jason? No, you tell me. Who do you think caused the DC 40? I, have, I got pissed at Garmin, right? I, I was like, Garmin's so stupid. I can't believe Garmin did this. Right? I have the hound guy. Really? We, we caused that. We caused Garmin to do something that they didn't want to do. Because of the transmitter chip? Because of that stupid issues. little box on top of the DC-30. Yeah. So many guys would complain, and me, myself included, right? We we're so used to a telemetry caller mm-hmm. with an antenna. And the way a dog looked with a telemetry collar, that when we seen that DC-40 or the DC-20, that makes the dog look stupid. Da, 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 da. Right. And so Garmin was trying to fix it for us. They were trying to make it look like what we were used to. And we, we beat them up over fixing it. You know what I mean? Right. Like at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, yeah, my bad, my bad. I'm sorry. We didn't know what we really wanted. <laughs> you didn't know what you wanted. We didn't know what we wanted. We... And so right. that, was a, that was a learning situation for me to think back and go, we asked a company to do something to make it look right. And so that company did something that, that they took away the performance for the looks of right. the product. And, and I, I have never forgotten that lesson. You know what I mean? Like I, I just, I, if, if somebody asked me for an opinion, how does it look? My first thing is, okay, 
beyond how it looks, how does it perform? You know what I mean? And so right. that's just something with the DC 40 that, you know, I, I wasn't, you know, I, I beat, I mean, I raked Garmin over the coals on that deal. Like yeah, I it was, was pretty brutal. So, so that was, you know, after I heard the lesson, I'm like, well, yeah, everybody complained about DC 30 with the GPS. But I'm like, yeah, I did that too. You know? And, and but so, that's what sparked a lot of the relationship too, between W and Garmin. Right. I mean, that was kind of the beginning. Did we tell this story about Garmin and, and, I don't know if we have. Garmin. I apologize. Me. <laughs> no. My my knife fight with Garmin. No. I don't know if we should save it. We should might save that one for another We'll time. save that one for the next one. Sorry, Ben. We'll we'll Let's, back up to this one in a later episode. Yeah, we we'll just gotta leave a little taste there. Like I I gotta we've been pushing on Garmin a little bit too much with the two hundred in, in Australia. Australia. That was <laughs> the first the push United on Garmin. Now I'm talking about the DC 40 days, bringing up. We should probably hold that one for another day, like that okay. one. But there was a time, you know, obviously with the DC 40. We'll just leave it at that. Maybe that's a podcast story that we'll talk about. Um, was the DC 40s when I hated Garmin and Garmin hated me. And <laughs> they may still hate me. I don't know, but I don't hate them as much anymore. I, I got a little okay. more respect sometimes. Um, but no, we'll. We'll save that one for later. Right? We got a. It is a funny story. Oh, it is. Yeah. So, anyways, let's move on. That's not what we're supposed to talk about. We're going to talk about W and Plum Tree. Well, and that's kind of right after that is when I I kind of started in those years after. So shifting from the three twenty to the Alpha, you know that was that was when I came on. But buddy, you were smart, and I, I should have listened to my wife all those years too. Is the internet base was where it was at. Because I have burned out, I don't know, three trucks, countless <laughs> hours on the roads, hangover here and there. Like, it was rough pounding the pavement because I, I would say, I guess I should start from the beginning. Okay, Plum Tree came out of necessity. That was um, a time in my life. Yeah, let's, let's hear a little bit about, like, before Plum Tree. Like, I don't know if I really want to divulge what I did before Plum Tree. What did you do? I was a mechanic for Toyota Motor Corps for like 10 years. Okay. But all the hound guys drive Toyotas. So now don't call me with Toyota tech support. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah. I as far as a hound guy goes, I mean, Toyota's the best truck ever made. They don't break oh, down. I guarantee it. <laughs> I, that's, I could never afford one in the beginning except the old dogs. And the, you know what? They kept going. Now I got a Tundra and I, I love them, and, and it was a good company to work for, but I ended up having a, a career-ending back injury. I had a 35-inch swamper come off over a, like an air-over hydraulic tabletop mounting device. Can you even fit a 35-inch swamper on a Toyota? Oh, yeah. Okay. We're in Southern Oregon, buddy. <laughs> okay. You can fit those on anything if you got a cutting torch. But, yeah, it, was, uh, it came off this air-over hydraulic tabletop. So what just, kind of lift does it take? What kind of a lift? Yeah, how much of a lift do you got to put on a – little toyota well like a first gen i mean you'd probably have to go at least four okay i mean if we're talking suspension but like i said you round out the fender wells with a baseball bat uh, you can do all kinds of cool stuff to make it fit it just doesn't okay. mean it right and how many how much gears do you got to change to to push those things with well you want 512s Five. 529s oh yeah you gotta right. step it up you're doing about six grand going down the freeway and fourth year i've only ridden a couple toyotas and those four cylinders were just about useless on a hill so they're cutless yeah but yeah. bulletproof yeah i i probably offended half of half of our customers yeah just, just send buddy the angry emails <laughs> about toyota bashing right on okay well, i'll let you finish your story 
But so. yeah, this thing, it came off a, a tabletop machine and it hit me right in the back when I wasn't looking, even with some serious force. So that was the end of the, the mechanics days. You know, luckily my employer at the time, uh, it was Wheeler Toyota out of Grants Pass and they were the oldest dealership in Oregon and it was family owned. So it was a big, big culture. You know, I mean, like we were all still real family at that point, felt like. And I remember the owner Cliff coming out to me and he says, hey, like you've got a job here if you want it. But with your restrictions after workman's comp, you know, you're going to be pushing paperwork. Is that what you want to do? And I, he says, I don't, I don't think it is. And I agreed with him. So we just kind of, I left, you know, they, I decided to leave. They let me go. However you want to look at it. We just came to an agreement and I had been building this, this plum tree on the back end. Cause how old were you? I was, God, now I got to do math again. 24. You started when you were 14. Let's see, I started there. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I must've been, I was 20 when I started there, I think 2021, 10 years later, 31, 30. And, uh, my math's way off. No, that ain't right. Either way. I think you're exaggerating somewhere in the story. I mean, maybe you're eight, eight years. (laughs) It must've been eight or nine years. Okay. But yeah, it was, um, they got me all flustered. (laughs) <laughs> got you in a lie <laughs> got me in a lie that'll happen <laughs> but yeah it was um it was something i had been trying to build in the back end because i, I wasn't really working you know working right. comp checks weren't nothing mm-hmm. and i thought you know well i can't really make money right now but i can start building you know and building a clientele or making relationships and and then when they let me go i mean that was just turnkey and run i started yeah. plum tree just trying to order stuff for my buddies you know like I think first thing I ordered was a, a wildlife tracking box battery. I remember that. Yeah. Then I found out. You just want it cheaper. Yeah. I just wanted it cheaper for yeah. myself and my buddies. And then next thing you know, I got no job, you know, and newly married. This was a, a it happened a day after our one year anniversary. We thought we got through the hard year. And um, when did you yeah. get married? Well, you ask me that. I'm not answering any more questions. <laughs> I'm just trying to find out. I'm trying to find the story. I, I know it was during line. cat season. <laughs> okay. it, it was January, and I'm not going to say any more. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So you, so you started Plum Tree because you were hurt, and yeah, uh, and that's how you started. That's the and that, yeah, it was just it really wasn't expected to do much of anything until you know I ended up losing the job with Toyota, and my wife Danny and I we decided, hey, like let's let's try it i mean there's nothing to lose right now so i took my my workman's comp settlement and i invested a bunch of it you, and you bought college from us like before that that was the part when we were looking yeah i was a customer of yours customer do you want to know what made me mad with w yeah i don't even think i've ever told you this actually probably not this is like breaking now I'm yes gonna, at the time you're gonna make me flustered now I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you must have had a different tag machine at the time because I remember ordering a batch of nameplates and they were just real shallow and nothing was like lined up right. And that was it. Yeah. But that was old, that was old equipment. Then that was. So that that would go back to an argument with, well, it wasn't an argument, but Laura was like, we got to get nameplates and dog collars. And I'm like, I do not have to. Yeah. But I was like, I don't want to be doing nameplates. Like I, I don't want to do nameplates. And uh, she's like, I'll do them all. Now she don't work. <laughs> like, I got screwed on that one. But it, that was the old hand. You know, you roll yes. a dial. And, and I mean, it was just miserable. I mean, miserable to do nameplates because you, everything was manual. So 
Mm-hmm. So you'd, you'd have to run the dial to the number and pull a lever and, and do the ones and it manually slide it over by a certain amount. And, and then it's like a typewriter. Worse, no, worse, yeah. worse. I mean, it was like a typewriter that didn't have any power. You had to like roll yep. the dial. And but then, you had to have it because a if you can't get nameplate collars, was anybody going to really order stuff? I mean, yeah, you'd get some, but that was know. that would have been an experiment I might have tried. Yeah. I, I was I was going to try that experiment, but Laura made a different decision. Well, I did as long as I could, but you were doing them, so then I had to. What nameplate machine did you have when you first started? Oh, a number all. And that's what we had. So I bought out. I bought out. So you had the same thing I did. So mm-hmm. you. <laughs> So did you appreciate the different oh my numbers and how hard it was different after? Like I remember the early days. So when I bought all my stuff, like literally I had my plum tree hound supply going. And then there was a guy that used to go around to all the California field trials named Tiny. And he, yeah. I think he had Oregon too, but he was retiring. Yeah. And I ended up buying his trailer and his tag equipment and his number all. Yeah. And I thought I was like, you know, in tall highfalutin. Yeah. Yeah. You had the fancy manual tag machine, but I swear, man, those field trials, those early days were so much fun. Uh, I mean, they still are, but how did you feel? So, so this is, this is one of the, one of the, the knives, the knives. Okay. We want to talk about the, the drama. If you want to talk about the drama, how did you feel when we pulled our automatic stamping machine and you watched us make a nameplate? How how did you feel when because we we look you know those things are heavy right you pick one up They're way heavy way like hundred pounds at least at you know. least it takes two guys to lift one of our our machines that does nameplates but you can type it in and then you hit enter and make a program and it'll it'll just go type the nameplate and it's, it's like nineteen eighties technology but in the time of doing manuals so. What was your first thought when you seen that machine? Like I didn't even know they made those things. <laughs> and then I thought, why am I doing like, cause you think about it, like the cost of a nameplate, you know? Yeah. If you do it perfect, you're out the cost one, but I guarantee you, you get to that last letter and it skips, you know, skips yep. a jump or something. Ask anybody at Elk Creek field trial from years past, man. You'd get almost done. And, you can know, you change, is it easier for you to change your phone number? Could you, can you, can you change your phone number to match? Yeah, the just change plate? your phone number and match the tag. It'll be easier. But, you know, it's uh, like you screw up one letter when you're three lines in. Yeah. And, yeah. and your arm. Oh, my God. Was your arm just blown out? I never did it. I, that was my deal. Was you like, never did one? I probably, on the, on the manual machine, I bet you I've done less than five nameplates, Jason. Like I made that deal early on. Like that was, I, w- I wasn't going to spend the money to buy that machine. I was like, Dang. I'm not making them. And, and, and Laura was like, you don't have to do them. I'll make them all. And so she's not, she's not. That's crazy. That was my deal. It was like, I, this is a bad idea. Uh, my, my head was so far, so many steps. I was already at that field trial messing up on the third line. Oh my God. Two years dude. from now. I was making that decision before I even bought the damn machine. Like I, I honestly told Laura that I was like, this is not a good, I, I, I was like, uh, uh-uh. she bought it and she started, she did most all of them. And we had, you know, employees and stuff like that. But I bet you, Jason, I bet you, You're I have lucky. done less than five on a, on a numeral machine with the lever because, because I've done I more see- than that to get one right. <laughs> you do even more than that just get one right you know? oh those trials were nuts i mean because oh. you figure guys show up you know thursday friday yeah it's a day of running dogs and you're literally out there all day i'd probably do 300 tags in a day yep, yep. Y- you know to the point i was hiring 
my buddy Chad at the time. I, I, Jason, I will say I am smart. Okay, after you that are decision, smart. Like, I that. made that decision like within within a second of talking about that stupid machine. I was like, "This is a bad idea." I was like, this, right. "You don't understand. You're going to be sitting in a field trial doing 300 nameplates." Yes, and and you can't sell them. You got to give them away for free. You know, you buy exactly. The but you did get all the beer you could drink because everybody was real nice and they'd make sure you were hydrated. They felt bad for you. I think so. So um, that that was that was no, that's interesting. And in hindsight, I do feel bad that you you know because we got to talk about the gift cards that you used for yeah. nameplate. Like you had a customer. You want to tell the story? You want me to tell the story? Because. I'll bet if we both tell them, they're going to be different. So maybe Let's we hear should your like, version first. I want to hear yours and then <laughs> okay. I'll just correct you. I come into the shop. I don't know what I was doing. I was doing something. And I mean, Mike and Matt and everybody's just gathered around the table and they're pissed. And I can, I'm just like, what's going on? And I mean, they're just like, they're raved up. And they're this, this stupid order. Jason, Jason's order. Jason Doobie. Plum tree. We had to beep that out, right? Okay. This Matt was here, so there was F words. There, there just, were F that's words. just the way the shop went. There was just F words dropped in the shop. And uh, and I look at the order, and they're like, he used a gift card. You know, it was like a 20 <laughs> nameplate order, right? You had 20 nameplates. Yeah. And uh, it was a customer of ours that had must have, yeah. you, you must have poached from us. And so, Actually, you want me to be real honest on who yeah. it was? If I remember right, you know that Bobcat mount hanging in your uh, kitchen? I'm pretty sure it was that kid. No, no. He doesn't no. have dogs, or does he have family with dogs? No, no. This was oh, this was this was Australia. Well, they, no. So the order was for somebody in Australia, but the gift card was acquired because somebody wanted to buy something. Oh, yeah. I don't know whose gift card it was. I don't oh. know whose gift card it was. I think that's who it was because he wanted to buy something, and he says, "Well, thank you both for supporting us." You know, we were at OUSDA. He says, I'm going to buy this from you and this from him. And I said, well, heck, I'll take his gift card and give you the same value for it if you just want to get it all done. <laughs> and it happened. So I got this you know, $20 gift card or whatever it was. And this guy in Australia wanted four lines on his nameplate. And I couldn't do them. Yeah. We so didn't thought, know you couldn't do them. All right. we knew was we got a gift card for the Your one thing. Card. The one thing that I knew was going to cripple you was a nameplate. And, and yep. Matt, Matt was refusing. He was like, I am not going to do this. I am above <laughs> this. Like, this is below my, this is not on my pay grade, buddy. Like, hey, not my job description. And Reflect like, back to the time, uh, I think it was you or Matt. I can't remember which one. You might want to update your policy then when you guys bought all my DC 50s. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll get there. That's later. Yeah. Oh, man. And so, I mean, they were like, they were going to refuse. Like, they were like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I and I just looked at him. I, I looked at him and said, I said, Matt, we, we have to. Like, they, he, he didn't. I understand it sucks. And it was not malicious. I swear at this <laughs> to point. To us, it was. Oh, boy, thought? man. You had the whole shop. Was, oh, I know. The whole That's shop was stopped for like four hours trying to figure it out. And I'm like, Just I don't care. It. I, well, that was the, that was the thing. Is, is, uh, he just looks at me and goes, do you care how we send it? And I said, I don't even know anymore, but you do have to get that to him. And he said, don't ask any more questions. And so I walked yeah. out of the shop. And uh, so they got those nameplates. You know, twenty nameplates stacked. Twenty nameplates. So yeah, about three inches. How long. big? How did it did it come on a pallet? Because we were. We, I know they was talking about. He he asked me at one point, could he ship it on the pallet? <laughs> it did not come on a pallet, okay. but it did come in like those big boxes we ship the multi dog alpha combos in. 
you know, like yeah. enough to fit a 12 dog system in. Yeah. So it was that. Protected very well. It was very, very well. Well, it was multiple layered. So you had the big box. And then well, you had start, the big box we started on, which was supposed to, if, if, if I would have given the approval to spend the money, they would have shipped it on a pallet. They would have strapped that thing to a pallet and made you get a, a, a delivery from freight. I mean, you would right. have, you would have had to arrange a freight delivery. You know, Jason, oh, we got a freight delivery for you. What do you want? Yeah, it was bad plates. enough without that. Because it was that big box, and then there was like balloons, W balloons, and glitter. They didn't flow it out like we uh, like Jason. Uh, no, there weren't helium. Matt was all he was like helium filled balloons. He was hoping they were just gonna like flow out. No, no, they didn't flow. But the glitter went everywhere. Oh, the glitter! That, that was good. And then there was multiple other boxes wrapped in duct tape, duct packing tape. tape. The cable from our cable leads, they were, yeah. they were clamped tight and swagged. Swag. Like, I'm not joking. It took me two hours at the mechanic shop to get this package unwrapped. Mm. It, was, it was brutal. And at the time, my wife, Danny was laughing. Like, to be real <laughs> honest, she's like, come on, that's funny. I'm like, it is not funny right now. Like, in that moment, I was not freaking happy. I, I'm like, I got shit to do, and I've got to spend two hours unpackaging this and flip it to Australia. So yeah, it was. She found the humor in it. Now I, you know who, you know, you know, my, Matt is not mechanically inclined. Like, so somebody helped him swag that. That that was my. I'm sure I am sure because the the cable swagging and stuff like that. I mean, Matt Matt's got his 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 strengths in mechanical. Not it. Not it. Like, not like, it. Uh, I'll tell you a side joke. James was talking to me. He goes, "I'm gonna throw one of the bus." I don't even know if you listen to these podcasts anymore, but um. He used to call a wrench. Every wrench, he'd call a torque wrench. You know, so it'd be a socket or something. Hey, give me that torque wrench. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so everybody make go to Jason. It was like, he is not. There's some funny Matt stories. We should probably oh, bring geez. Matt on sometime. But, yeah, he'd call everything a socket, a wrench. It was open-inch box. He was like, everything was a torque, a torque wrench to him. Wrench. He just, give me that torque wrench. <laughs> so, so when you're telling me the story in, in, you know, cable swags, and I'm like, yeah, that wasn't Matt. That, that, that definitely to, wasn't. That was Mike. That had to be Mike. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good one. There were lots of little ones like that over the years. Oh, what else? So you finally got that package open. I did, and I got it shipped to Australia, and I kept the customer, so we were good. Yeah. I didn't know it was one of your customers though at the time. Oh, that was what really set him off. He was I like, can understand that. He was like, and they used a gift. I mean, that was so you may not have it may not have come across. You you were like, oh, this to do. I'm just gonna get this done. But when Matt seen it, and I was like. It was fire in the And then eyes. it was like he looked at the payment and he's like, We we gave this away. We <laughs> oh man. And we paid shipping. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. I mean, sorry, not sorry, really, but you paid yeah. for it. Yeah. They you paid your dues. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> We're good. You're still I mean, Yeah, that, so there's the one story. That that was that was before man. There there was some other ones like mm. I want to say OUSDA. I remember uh you well, I'll back it up a little bit. There may have been a point in time that I had a t-shirt or a sweatshirt that was for sale. Okay. Oh. And at the time, again, see what we're learning here is I was oblivious to a lot of this because I live in my own little world. I had no idea, but somebody had taken one of one of your graphics, like a lion in a tree. Yeah. And and they changed it. You know, of course, if you change it ten percent, then you can get away with it. Well, I didn't know this, so I said, heck yeah, go ahead and throw my logo on the front and we'll sell these sweatshirts. 
And it wasn't long after that, probably a week, maybe. Your lawyer's fast. If anybody's looking for a good attorney. <laughs> My lawyer drives a Dodge Dakota, like a Durango. When you pull up to your lawyer and you're like, hey, he's driving a Dodge. Like, oh, this is a good look. You know, he's not yeah, got a right? Mercedes. No, he's no. just a, a down, down earth guy. Super nice guy. But yeah, I get this cease and desist letter in the mail. And that's when I realized, because it's right in front of me, like, here's a picture of what I'm selling. Here's a picture of Buddy's decal or whatever it was at the time. This, it was official. I wish I still had a copy of it because I was going to frame it and give you one of those shirts. I've saved one all these years for your birthday this year. <laughs> and when we moved, I finally threw out the last one, I think. So if anybody's got like the old school. I, have not, I, I deserve a plum tree shirt, Jason. I see you. Are you what are you wearing today? Uh, this one's Oregon State. Okay, but I can. You always wear these. I never. You never even get. You never give me a plum tree shirt. Well, I, do you want one I've worn? I'll give you the shirt off my back. Oh no, no. You think I stock these things from four want, years ago? I want the season to says shirt. <laughs> like that's the one. If anybody's got one, just let me know. We could reprint one. We should. We could do a limited production run. There you go, buddy. Do you know that was like one of my, what I chalk up to a mistake. I mean, I've told you this, but I could imagine. Yeah. We, uh, what was the feedback like on that, buddy? No, we didn't get any feedback. No, we didn't. Know. I mean, honestly, there was nobody that said anything. I mean, there were people like, yeah, you can't, you know, steal a shirt. But from the standpoint of um, it made me the bully, you know what I mean? Like uh, there's a, there's a difference between protecting you. So, so now we get people to steal our logo, you know, our dogs, and we Every have week. to protect that logo. I mean, we, we just have to. I can't just let somebody take our two dogs running and then put it on their business card and, and put Joe Blow's kennels on it. Like, we just can't do that. And so when we see that, we have to approach them, that logo. Yours is a little bit different because there was personal, you know, there was, there, there was this <laughs> jib and jab, and, and, you know, it was, it was a personal decision, a decision that I made more personal than I did business. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't, I didn't separate the issue. Right. And so we went hard and I don't know if we would have called you up. You know, you probably would have, I don't know that we would have, you know, we, we didn't have the establishment, so I don't know what would have happened, but yeah, we didn't really have a relationship. The lawyer that. route did work. Cause you, you stopped at least. Yeah. And, and my point was, is to stop you online and that, but the decal, Let's just say you would have you would have lawyered up and you would have fought that battle. Oh, I could have fought that and won. Um, I don't know if you'd have won, but I don't know that I would have won. I think the lawyer right. would have kicked. I think the judge would have. <laughs> you guys are stupid. Out. Get <laughs> out of here! Kick both of us out of the courtroom and be like, "You both need to go sit in the corner and leave each other alone." Yep. But um, I will say you were really cool about it because you did come up to me and say, "Hey, if you want to bring," you called me. Yeah. Afterwards, because I think you know we had a good conversation after, and I said, "You know, just call me." Right, and we we had a good conversation after that. That was probably the first real interaction that you and I had. Yes, was yeah, that? I would agree. I, yeah, one hundred percent. And that was the learning. So I learned it after the lawyer, and and that that goes for other things too. But sitting behind, and it, this goes, I mean, in general, I I mean, you look at Facebook, right? I mean, you look at Facebook now, and you argue on something that you two people that's never seen each other. Whether it's about dogs or whatever, this was about a stupid T-shirt that that your designer copied off our website and threw in a. That was wrong, but right. 
for me to not know you or not reach out to you and just send the lawyer and say, Hey, you need to stop using that. It, it, that, that was too aggressive. And then when we talked, I, I, you could feel the human get feel your, honestly, I could feel your desperation, how much money you spent. Cause I knew, you know, like you couldn't afford those shirts to, right. to spend on sweatshirts that cost 15, you know, you had 17 dollars a shirt. No, it was rough. We had a lot of inventory. So you just spend, you know, four or five, six hundred dollars getting these sweatshirts made. Mm-hmm. And I had just completely squished any chance of, and so you just asked me if you could get rid of them. And I, I, I was like, yeah, you can get rid of them. Just don't throw them online. Yeah. And you you said, you know, said. bring them to the event because yeah. we were going to OUSDA again. <clears throat> and you said, go ahead and bring them and sell them. And you know, I think we ended up just eating, eating most of them. You gave them I, away. Yeah. I think we gave them away as promos and things like that. Cause it, it was, you know, not intentional, but I didn't feel right selling them after that you know yeah well and that was a learning curve for me so now now i'm much we're, we're much better protected because we we have a trademark on our mm-hmm. name and we also trademarked our our logo the two dogs registered trademark and it needs to be protected the, the name w yeah. as far as regards to hunting nobody can come in and be like w you know hound supplier or something real similar you know we got to we, we at some point we had to protect the name and so so we did that and the two dog design is trademark. So nobody can use that. So we have full rights to that. There's no question, but we do it a little differently now. Now we're to call them up and be like, Hey, you know, like we can't. usually it's funny because I'm the one who handles, I'd say 99% <laughs> of those. And you know, people are a lot of time are like I was, you know, they say, Oh, I'm sorry. We didn't know. And we yeah. understand. I mean, half of them are our customers and they just don't realize. So you can handle it with a phone call. You know, very few of we ever had to go a whole lot farther than that, but yeah, yeah, that was that was the first time we really interacted. I would say on more than a a hallway pass by, f u f u kind of deal. <laughs> yeah, you know, do you know that I've gotten a cease and desist letter? It was from a big company, wasn't it? You told me before, but I can't remember who. Jack Daniels. That's a good one. I should have kept that. I wish I would have. But yeah, we had yeah. a design that we we essentially copied the Jack Daniels. What's on a on a like the label? Yeah, the label. And turned it into a hound, you know, a dog label. And, you know, it still had like the number seven. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was copied. We copied it. It was you know straight I mean? like, up bootlegged. It was bootlegged. We just made, we just put hounds and stuff in it. And, you know what I mean? And, and, and yeah, they, but we didn't have that personal connection. I know. No. You know, they just sent a lawyer. was like, they didn't even give me the option to sell. And they were like, you need to remove these off and send any that you don't have to our location. You know, blah, blah, blah. Of course, I just replied back. I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, I got none left. Sold out. I was the hound guy. I was like, yep, nope. Looked at the pile. <laughs> I didn't have, you know, maybe 20 shirts or something made. But I was like, well, I just won't sell them online. But um, they probably had a pretty good lawyer, I'm guessing. Impressive. It was impressive. I mean, it was when you get a, 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 a letter from Jack Daniels. I, I mean, I wish I would have kept that. I should. I, I wish I would have kept mine. You pro- we could probably call your guy and get a copy of it. <laughs> I wonder if I can call, I'd like to call Jack Daniel. <laughs> hey, Jack Daniels, can you? You sent me a cease and desist. You sent me a cease and desist a while ago. 15 years ago. <laughs> Do I got to make another? I want, I'd like to frame that if you don't mind. I'd like to put that in a frame. Oh, that'd um, be good. Yeah. No. So that's kind of where that everything I, I just, was just something like happened to me. And I'm like, oh, I can do it to this guy. And I kicked down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so the yeah. water under the bridge now. We should have saved those. That would have been good. I don't know. It would be good. Um, but yeah. 
you know when you got you know when you got Jason and Matt back? You know the moment when I got who? When you got uh, not J- uh, Matt and, and Matt Mike and Mike. Back. You know when when they called me all mad? Uh, was it the uh, CHC banquet? Yeah, the, the banquet yep. down there. Yeah, yeah, that was that was slightly strategic. You know, most of the time this was really just coincidence on my part because I am a nice person by nature. I like to think Jason is. But that one, I will I will attest to that. Like. We're kind of opposites <laughs> you a little bit but that one was you know how they're coming down how are we going to do this like we got to do something to stand apart yeah and because you know when you walk in and there's double up chuck all over every table you know like explain what double up chuck is some double people. up check uh, double up chuck is uh i guess the definition would be promotional products spewed throughout the uh auditorium there <laughs> every table had lanyards stickers all the stuff i couldn't afford to do you know <laughs> we couldn't either but we had to so danny and i just we called it double up chuck oh you know you got to do something to stand out when there's www all over the place and i'm like here i am you know i know i'm like making a dent because you're I'm a lot nicer pulling buddy's attention yeah but yeah i gotta i gotta be like the relatable one you know, and I've made a lot of good mm-hmm. friends over the years that way. But I said, you know, let's give away a gun. Like, forget an alpha. Everybody who wins an alpha at those things usually just sells it anyway because they got one. So I said, let's get a, let's raffle off an AR-15. And we, I got a hold of Matt Davis and, and set it up. So we, we bought this AR and raffled it off. And then they went to draw the winners. And my friend Chad, who was working for me, actually. Well, hold, hold on. So. The part they were upset about was where did where did they have to go get the tickets from? From me. Yeah, you had to go buy them from your booth. Yeah, they had to buy them at my booth. I wasn't going to let them just walk around and sell oh, them. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, go to the plum tree, Jason. <laughs> well, plum usually tree. they got, you know, like Brooke and Taylor and all those girls running around. Matt and them were like tickets. on the phone like, everybody right now, the whole freaking room is in is at plum tree booth right now, buddy. Oh, it was a wave. <laughs> we're losing the battle. Like, Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, It was good times. And then yeah. Chad wins the thing. And I looked at him. Now, granted, this guy, good friend, he rode down with me. He's worked yeah. for me. Like, we hunt, hunted together for years. And he wins this gun. And I looked at him, and I, I said, Chad, I really hate to do this to you, buddy, but, you, like, <laughs> you took you his gun. that thing back. Like, we need to run that again, and I will make it right with you. Like, I will get you an <laughs> AR right now. You buy two ARs for that one. And he's like, no, man, I, I can't. I got to get it. So he took it home. Fast forward, I'm going to say four or five years, probably. He was in a pinch and I ended up buying it back from him. So I own it now. Oh yeah. You got it back. Oh, maybe we should, maybe that'll be Mike's 10 year gun. We'll, we'll give him the infamous AR. Oh yeah. No, that, that was one that when they called me and they were like, everybody in the whole room right now is over at the plum tree booth. Like, oh, they called you. Oh, yeah. It was on the phone with me because I, well, I, I couldn't go. And they were pretty much like me and Mike are just sitting here. We, I mean, we should have brought a deck of cards because we got nothing to do, buddy. We nothing. Like the whole room right now is over at the Plum Tree booth. And he says, that smart son of a bitch. He's got the whole room over there. <laughs> the satisfaction is just now setting in then. I didn't realize they had called you. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, and that was, that was a weird year because I think that was the first year I ever sold at a banquet. Because I used to always just tell people I don't sell at banquets. You come with limited funds. You mm-hmm. buy from me Monday, spend it here. But I knew you were going, so I, 
I had to, you know, it was, we built off of each other for a long time in different ways yeah. I think, before we got here. Oh, but yeah, man. that was, um, that was a, wait a minute, hold on. What? That was the same year that Mike and Matt were working with Stuart Aller and stole him from me. Probably. Yeah. It was a huge, like, I couldn't believe the deal they made him. <laughs> on some stuff and now i still get to there work some with good deals to be had if you got in between us if you got, yeah if you got in between us there was some good deals to be had at some time oh yeah those first couple of years man that was, it was what uh, did my mom call it she calls it moving money, moving <laughs> you, money. you're not making it but you're making sales and you're yeah. getting it done Just moving so back you can and forth get it done yeah no no i i kind of remember that like i remember there and there's sometimes you know i mean like you get so focused on you know, someone we're going to have on here that I'm looking forward to, I, I talked to is Steve Snell, Gundog Supply. Yeah, and I think he's going to cool. join us for a podcast because I, I, I texted him. I said, hey, would you do a podcast? I said, I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea. And he's like, <laughs> sure. And I'm like, awesome. He goes, hey, we, our customers are so diverse. You know what I mean? Like his customer oh, yeah. base and our customer base. And so I've kind of <laughs> learned that along the way that it's like, you know what? Like, There's room. there. Sometimes not room entirely, but you have to be competitive. You know what I mean? Like at some point, but you can't focus on the little, every little customer, you know what I mean? And, and, and trying to steal a customer, it, it just, you, you, you spend so much energy and so much focus yeah. on, on taking the customer from plum tree that when you, when you'll get two customers, if you just work on doing your own thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. It, sometimes it's hard to see. It's really hard to do. you know, like, I, I was not good at it. Neither were you. You know what I mean? Like, no, not really. Um, but as I've progressed, sometimes it's like, Hey, don't, let's not worry about what the other guys are doing. Let's just worry about what we're doing. You know what I mean? Um, and it was noticeable too, from the outside. Yeah. I, I think, you know, because I looked at you guys way differently then. And obviously now being here for, almost four years you see the big change so yeah, yeah it was so what made you so you're here now right so let's yeah last i checked like um i don't know that you ever why do i work for you yeah well so what what made you when i seen a so scene yeah how did this go down i don't hear me blocked on facebook so i couldn't you there was no of course i had you blocked i couldn't like i didn't have jit what well, sorry, I don't want to release your Facebook. Alien. I don't even know who he was. It was uh, it was an ex Facebook experiment that I did. Yeah. Um, I can't even think of the name. It was Black. Black. Rufus Black. Rufus Black. That's Rufus, it. Some customer. You, you can yes. cut right now. You may, you may be a you may be a friend of a guy named Rufus. Rufus Black. Black. <laughs> Rufus Black. Okay. That was a fake account that I set up. Some of it for you. I mean, hundred percent. So I could I could see behind the scenes of people who blocked me because I mm-hmm. I'd realized that I've been blocked. But the other the other part of that was I wanted to know how. So everybody talks about these these Facebook groups, okay? Oh, the antis, the antis, the antis, right? Can't post this. You know, this group is. You know, there's an anti in this group, and and so my my experiment that I haven't even talked about. This is the first time. In, in the open, I've even talked about W exclusive was how many people, how, how, and, and not that I intentionally wanted to fool them. My number one question was, is what's it going to take to get Jason do with your friend to, to uh, accept a friend request from me? <laughs> That's not right. me. This is just me, you know, this, this fake account. And I was 
so blown away by how many people just clicked accept on my fake profile that I don't know how many, I mean, I, at the time I had two. Just because you had a picture of a hound probably. I had two. Yeah. Yeah. I just a couple, couple posts and I just drop a couple things, you know, here and there. And then just, I mean, I could pick up friends as, as many as I wanted to select just friend request, friend request, friend request, you know, man, just, just submitting like a spamming account to accept friend requests. And it was just in droves. I, I could, I could have that account at 5,000 right now. I don't know what I got of that. I, I, I'm just going to look it up. I don't even know. If Did I, I answer it right away? Oh yeah. When I, within, within hours of me sending you a friend request, you answered it. See, that's some sneaky. Because I had circled your friends, Jason. Right. I had, I had looked at mutual friends and I, I strategically targeted people. people I knew. And I'd go, okay, get, get four or five around them. So that when you looked at this account, you're like, oh, there's five mutual friends. Yep. That's what happened. And, and so I just started that way with one or two. And then I, I just strategically just grew it. And, and then I could honestly, so Rufus, which is like the black cat, right? That's, that's, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I got 34 mutual friends with me. 458 friends at that time i thought that was a lot right that's why yeah right um i don't know if i should say names on it who's 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 no 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 you know what i mean like there's there's the there's everybody go purge your facebook i even put a plot on there it's not a plot it's a a leopard from a guy that, that i knew that picture has never never been on facebook so i was like this guy don't have facebook i can use one of his pictures and uh it's kind of rewarding to see how much effort you put into all this. I didn't put a lot of effort into it, but that was the moment when somebody complains and says, this group has an anti in it and they're going to take our pictures. I was like, you don't have any clue. Like I could get into any group I wanted, any group I wanted with, with a few clicks of the button. Like honestly, right. I, I get it. So anybody that thinks your pictures are safe or whatever in any, some group that, you know, that you don't, they're not like I never are. That was one thing that I, I got you to accept that friend request in no time. And, uh, it paid off. Cause I seen you were selling your business one day. <laughs> Jason selling. Yeah. And, and I couldn't see that on my page. I would have never known unless yeah. somebody would have told me. I was wondering how long. Um, so what made you sell? That's let's go. Let's circle back to the, back to the, uh, yeah. the, I, I, that, that wasn't even on the schedule to talk about. Jason. No, this podcast is going to run long. Um, oh, how long honestly, are we? Oh, we're probably pretty close. We're over an hour now. We're close, okay. you know, right about Anyways, it. why did you, why did you sell or why were you? It was just, it was getting to the point where the growing pains were just oh. choking me out because it was very rapid growth yeah. and the amount of energy that had to go into it to, to hold yourself to that standard, especially fighting against like if W didn't exist, it probably would have been a little different. But, you know, I was competing with the fast shipping, the warranty stuff. You know, you guys were big dogs. So, you know, but we I'm weren't, like, but we weren't, Jason. We faked it real good. We, yeah, but we, well, the, the mistake you made, if, if you want me to tell you what your mistake you made. Yeah. Is you didn't get the process down. You had the people side. You, mm-hmm. you did the interaction good. You would get the sale. You would do that. Yep. But the process is just as important as getting the sale. Like I would agree, 100%. like the fact that we're we're getting everything shipped out today, and the minutia of learning how to get efficient. Because as soon as you take the sale, that was the that was the easy. Part. I won't say that's the easy part, but but the work. You know, you just took the money to do the work. 
And so you had to turn around and do the work. And yep. my God, you were writing shit on notepad. You had like, when oh, we yeah. first showed up, you're like, I got a couple customers orders here. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah. what's, what, where's your, where's your list? And you like pull out a notepad and you're like, here's some handwritten stuff with addresses. Hey man, it was old school pad and pen. It was, uh, yeah, that was, that was the big problem though. It was the time involved. And Danny and I had just had Colin, you know, we had a brand new baby. I'm running this whole thing primarily by myself in the beginning. And then when, when Brandon came on and worked for me for a while, you know, then I'm trying to be a boss in a system that I didn't really have down, you know, and you know how it is. You can't teach you. You can't expect somebody yeah. to do things the way you do all the time. So I just tell them, Hey man, do what's right. And we'll, we'll iron it out in the end. But I was a crappy, crappy boss. You know, I didn't know what I was doing. How did you ship a package out? I don't even, I don't even understand how you, I had a, see, and that was another downfall. Like I, I had a packaging service that I would use. So I would just either, you know, box them up flat rate and -hmm. drop them off. Or if I was running low, I'd literally throw everything in bags, a grocery bag and put a name and an address on it and drop them off with these girls that used to work at the shipping center I used, you know, and they really took care of me. But yeah, it was, it was organized chaos to be real honest. And it is, that's what was burning me out. Because I wasn't able to be husband and dad. You know, I was too busy trying to give 110% the obligations on the business side. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a lot of, that was one thing that was important to me whenever, whenever we came in was, I was like, you need to turn your phone off. Like, I I remember um, that was hard for you. You know what I mean? Cause you were so used to 24. You'd call Jason anytime. And I'm like, you, that is not going to be the case here. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. want people getting to you off hours you know what i mean like unless we make that a deal like that that's right. something and some people don't like that i mean some people like the, the fact that you just call whenever and it's and i'm like no you're you're getting paid to do a service and and if you want to give yourself outside of that that's one thing but right but they it's don't access people. you know like i don't want to and my my big thing was is i was like because you were so burnt out on yeah you you saw me I mean, a lot of people don't know this, especially like my customers at the time. It was really internal. But, you know, the struggle with a new baby, you know, my wife, obviously, you know, trying to raise a new baby while I'm doing all this and hunt dogs. There were very few friends that saw the inside. I remember calling, actually, I just messaged uh, Jake and Kelly Platter Mm -hmm. before I put it up for sale. And I said, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm done. And they were like, they still are some of the closest friends I've I've made through this whole, whole thing. And, you know, it's like, it was not the response I was expecting back. You know, it was like a good for you because they've seen our life and they had been to visit and, you know, see how crazy we are with Danny during tax season. And buddy knows my life is nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 90% of the year. So, yeah, it just got to a point where I said, honey, it's either going to be the business goes or we're not going to make it. Like, we're just not on a good path. My head's not right. My priorities are screwed up. And I don't see a way to reel it back to fix it because it had blown up. I mean, Plumtree was instant cult culture in a small group of people. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. You were, you were making inroads. You were making, hmm. um, you know, not at the scale, you know, like if you looked at the, the Agarma accounts, you were, oh, you were sure. small, you know what I mean? Like that you, you, you weren't getting, you'd get mad at some Garmin refs, you know I mean? There were some stories with that oh, stuff, yeah. but, but the, there was definitely, you were making traction and, and the, 
you know, Matt, my everybody had I, I sat there and thought about it for a little bit and I was like you know and the big thing that um that when I when I sat back and I was like okay Jason you know plum tree you're trying to sell it couple options one is it just went away nobody you know nobody had bought it and it would have went away and that was a very real possibility you know what I mean the number was that somebody else would have got into it this was my biggest concern was somebody new would have got in and fixed what you didn't which yep. was the process you know what I mean they would have taken what you had established good which was relationship and inroads and and whatever and they would have fixed the process and, and streamlined it or whatever. And so I was like, man, and they would have been re-engaged. So you, at some point you got burnt out. You know what I mean? You were, oh, yeah. you were fumbling a football because you were juggling too much. And so, so I was like, you know, I mean, it's one thing to wear a guy out and it takes three years or whatever to, to finally get him to wear down where you're starting. You know, it's like body blow, body blow. You know what I mean? You're like, you just, you know, you're just yeah, like, buddy, did you ever think I'd give up? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's just that point where you, you're like, okay, this, this guy's going down. I mean, he's finally, he's finally, you know, he's, he's wobbling a little bit. And, yeah. and I was like, if somebody jumps into this and this is what I, I well, this is how I justified it. I was like, if somebody jumps into this, um, I mean, I, I said, it we're going to have to start all over. Cause this, whoever jumps into this is going to be gun ho. I mean, they're going to be ready to go. They're going to jump in. It's one thing to start from zero and jump in. Cause it takes you three years to get to where you were. Yep. But it's another thing to jump in at the three-year mark and There's go from momentum. three to six, right? So now you're fighting a three to six. And so, so that was just a calculated you know, assessment that I put on there. And yeah. I was like, I don't know who would jump into this, but I do know that whoever spends money to buy a business is committed. And they're going to they're gonna jump in with some gusto. And they haven't been worn out for three years. And so we got yep. to jump in the ring with somebody new. And, and, uh, and then the third thing was is just to sit back and go, Okay, take the personal, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't like Plum Tree, you know, we had our things, whatever. I said, take all the personal away. And so, what did he do right? And what you did right was, was you were a people person. Like, you, you connect with people, and that's what, what you like to do. Me? Not so much. Not so much. Not, <laughs> I'm not a people person. I mean, I, I enjoy people, but I'm just not a, a I've had to learn to, to do it. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I, and I'm you just as comfortable by myself in the woods. I mean, I really am. And, uh, and so those are the two things I do. It's okay. Well, somebody knew. And, and so after a while I was like, the only thing, and I say this to, you know, this is credit to you. You were the only thing valuable in the whole thing. I mean, you had, you had a, a, a trailer, you had some inventory here and, and there. Equipment. You know, yeah. Like trying to value what that was, was really hard. I mean, it was really difficult because I'm like, because it it's really wasn't thing. a value to you. The only you. thing I want out of the whole picture is you. <laughs> you know right. I mean? like, and, and so, um, and it took, it still took a year. I mean, uh, you know, nine months before we yeah, started. It was, it was pretty close to that. Because Danny and I, you invited Danny and I to come up and, and meet with you guys. And you were on vacation, weren't you? The first time we met, you guys were going to the Grand Wolf Lodge or something, I think. Yeah. But, but like you went out of your way to make it happen. Because I remember the phone call coming in. First thing that Monday morning after posting the business for sale, and I looked at it and I'm like, I was wondering how long that was going to take. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. Brandon, I think was standing right there with me. We were sitting around the table having, I don't know, coffee or whatever, and uh, I saw it come in. I don't know if I really want to answer it. 
but I did, you know. I was pretty I, anxious to make that phone, but to be honest with you. I'll bet. Yeah, it was because uh, well, we really hadn't talked much. <laughs> there was cease and desist, and then we were kind of cordial. <laughs> and then it went to, hey, I want to pretend yeah. once in a while. And then I was like, oh, I got to call this yeah. guy. Like, oh. So, yeah, I got that. And um, I remember you called and you asked what I was, what I was wanting for it. And I, th- I don't know if you remember this. But I think I said, well, are you buying or not? Because I'm not going to tell you if you're not buying. That's what you said. Yep. <laughs> you were- <laughs> that was right off the bat. It was boom. And then there was three other requirements <laughs> that I'm not going to talk about on the air. Because there were three things I told you I needed. You said, what do you need to come to work for me? And there were three things. But I don't really think we should go into those on this. That, that's like. Yeah, at least give me one. Is Don going to get mad? No. No, that that another one. I already know that one. <laughs> Tell okay. me what, I've forgotten what the other two are. Uh, well, there there was the one about not wanting to deal with Don. Sorry, yeah, Don. You, so I'm We're not going to deal man. with Don. I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't I said, have I'm not going to work with Don asshole. Gilbert because he's an asshole. Yeah, that was one. I I, I, I've, I've told Don that. Like, I'm like, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we're good now, people. Like, at least I think we're good. <laughs> we buried the hatchet. And then there was uh, the time off with the family. Yeah. For sure, you know, it was like one personal day a week. And then there was another one that I'm, I'll tell you off the air. We'll okay. put it that way. Well, like I said, one of my things was, was trying to get you in the right space because it took a while. And, and that was like why, because, you know, the things that I had to take over the phone, you know, the, the internet. Yeah, you had to take. So all the number. technology, I, I, the, the name Plum Tree is what we you know, doing business as is, is we own the rights yep. to that. Yeah. So, so we could start up Plum Tree Hound Supply tomorrow and, and sell, sell garments half price off. And yeah. we could just yeah, scam right. people like they do on Instagram right there now. There you with go. Garmin GPS tracker. If you see those guys on Instagram selling yeah. alphas for $400, no don't do it. Don't, uh, you see that they're selling 200 right now? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Anybody that's listening to this, if you see, those places on Instagram and it looks like it's too good to be true. It you, is. Don't ha- you don't have to buy it from double you. You know what I mean? But I promise you reputable dealer, get a reputable dealer. So yeah, we bought the rights to that, the phone number. So we had to transfer, which we were getting calls from your, your, your family. Oh, you're getting calls from my aunt probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I'll be real honest. I didn't hand out that new phone number to very many. When, when I got the new phone number, there were, there were a few and y'all know who you are, but yeah, it was, uh, even some of the family didn't make the cut. Yeah. You get up, yeah we had taken, we forwarded his phone number to, to the line, the business line. And I just told yeah. him, I, Oh, I gave you time. No, I said, Jason, clean your shit. You want to clean up? You know what I mean? No, it wasn't that long. It was like a month. I said, you got about Oh a month. yeah. No, we had like a year or two years even. So if you got bills, you need to pay. If there's, if there's family, that you right. know, if there's anything, any drama, go clean Deal that up it. and clear it up and, because at some point, anybody's going to answer your personal phone calls. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I, I gave so you some warning. Sends my way. That's what's going to happen. Oh, so oh, that was the infamous Carlos number for the yeah Craigslist ads. Yeah, we talked. That was about another that. one we didn't even talk about. I know with Carlos. Uh, we talked about it in Brandon's episode. I think People we did with Brandon. Yeah, everybody uh, go back and listen to that one. So yeah, it's like I said, it's just been a little bit. It it's interesting. In the beginning, I think, uh, I'll tell you one thing. No one has ever shown me the amount of respect that you showed me when you called about buying the business, it, you know, and more so having me come. Like, 
for somebody who had been working and working so hard and sacrificing family and my wife put up with a ton of crap, you know, it was very, I felt very well respected, you know, and you and Laura were great when we came up to talk. Don't get me wrong. We were still wondering Nervous. if this real, Nervous. like, is, is this guy playing the long game or what, you know, <laughs> is he trying to get info? But we came up and met with you guys and God, it didn't take long. And next thing you know, I was, I wouldn't call working. I was employed by W. It took a while to get things rolling after that transition. The hardest part, the remote, mm-hmm. the remote, you working remotely, I would say, makes it the hard. That was the, the most hard. The, that was the what, biggest hurdle in the beginning, for sure. And the only reason, so far, we have not made anybody else remote work out. Like, we've had a couple of people that we've tried. Right. And I think, and, and we've said it in the beginning, that this is the most difficult thing we've ever done in our business because of our branding and culture and all that, a lot of people don't understand. And I can only attest that number one, I had to give you some guarantees when I bought the, when I paid for, you know, <laughs> plum tree, I had to be like, to. you know, well, you did. Something I did. I had nice, to, though. cause, cause I had to, I had to, to let you know that I wasn't just going to buy it and kill it. You know what I mean? And, and fire you a week later. You know what I mean? Like I, so so I had to assure you that that me taking over your business and and hiring you that I wasn't going to fire you two weeks from now and be like see you later you, yeah. know, you know what I mean so so I I think it was a year or whatever it was, it was like hey we got a year a year this is you know so that was the one thing it was like we're committed to this for a year like I can't just let you go now yeah um, you know if you really screwed up. Which I was against in the beginning because I just I felt guilty. I thought you were being more than fair. And yeah, I but I, I, I didn't. But, but but it wasn't so much that I was trying to be fair. It was that I wanted to be committed. You know what I mean? Like I wanted because I knew that there was going to be issues that were going to come up, and and it's it's kind of like marriage, right? If you're if you're not married to it, you don't work as hard sometimes. It's easy to be like screw this and walk off, and and I didn't want that, and and I didn't want you to, so. I, you could have walked away a lot quicker. You know, I mean, you had. I was that going right. to like weekly there for the first couple. <laughs> You're on the edge. You're just gonna drop off. No, I. I this job. Take this I can job. handle the fire pretty good. <laughs> uh, so that was, that was one of the things was, uh, you know, we had to have a, a a long-term commitment to work through some of the ups and downs. There was a lot of things with like, like I said, like I talked about your cell phone. I was like, do not, like I do not want people when you. When you clock out, it's your choice to answer that phone or not. You know what I mean? Like that's my cell phone. When it rings, that's my choice if I want it. You know, that's my time. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I really, um, I, I want. There's balance. I just don't want to be. Yeah, this isn't a, a 24-hour, you know, you burn out. You should be able to turn it off. You know, if there's something going on, one of us should be checking emails or whatever, and we can fire up the crew and be like, hey, guys, we got to work or whatever. If there's something important right. enough, we'll all fire up and, and work off the clock. It's never that we're really off the clock. They pick and choose which battles they are yeah. and sometimes, you know. So that was one thing that I was like, I was really kind of strict you about really, you. Yeah, you were pretty tight with the reins in the beginning too, even the travel side, Yeah, you know, because I was wanting to hit, you know, I felt an obligation like I've been working against you for four years. Yeah. So now I got to, you know, convince these people that this is a better thing for me and my family. And there yeah. shouldn't be a reason to not come. That was a big you. one. 
wasn't it? Was, like for, it for traveling for different shows and events, you were so used to, and it was good. And in, in fairness, when, when I first, when we first, my idea for you in the beginning was to be the, the traveling, mm-hmm. you know, guy, like you were going to be the guy to hit all the shows and this and that, and that didn't pan out like that. That was not a loot, a winning strategic solution no. long-term. Like it, it right. And I well, don't know when that happened, but you know, it, I think it was that first year we went to Oaks. You know, uh-huh. we just started reevaluating because it was, man, that was the trip. I mean, Mike and I were trying to get home with the fires. You know, we were towing all that inventory to Autumn Oaks and back. Yeah, you know, it was a crazy trip, and it just made us really look at it. You know, I still hit the ones close to home as I can because they're you know three, four, five hours away. It was one of those things. It just took too much. It, we took we took a kind of a hit on that. I remember because you yeah. were like, "Man, buddy, people are mad at me," and, and and that was really hard for you because people were upset with you that you didn't bring anything to sell. Like like I remember, and I and I I had to tell you, I was like Jason, like like yeah. Jason, the big picture. We got to look at the big picture. Like if we don't sell two thousand dollars at this one event, and I and I just I was honestly for some guys that may not like to hear this, but I was like. If those guys can't call up and put the order in and we can get it to them within a day or two, like if it's that important that before they, got, they get home, before they get home, we could probably have that caller in their hands. We're not going to, we're not going to sell, you know, like there's something wrong anyways, that, yeah. that they don't trust us. And I can't, you know, cause it would take days to set up to get enough inventory and figure out what's in, in the, the headache, the thing, people driving. And I was like, so it was just better for me to go with Jason. Go over there, have fun, visit, you know, do what you want to do to try to figure out what to sell and to pull shirts out. And this, it was just the, the, the travel alone killed it because I think what a lot of people had a hard time understanding was I have nothing here anymore. Like I don't have any inventory at my house. I got nothing. So for me to load up for a field trial, it was drive five and a half hours North, spend a day getting inventory ready, drive five and a half hours home, see the family then drive all the way to an event, then go straight from there all the way back up to Washington to drop off inventory. You know, and I think that was, man, that was, that was going to burn me out again. But, you know, I think we found a happy medium because, you know, obviously we still like going to these events and honestly, it's a lot nicer to just connect with people and and catch up. You know, some of these guys we only see once a year, you know, and well, this year we haven't seen hardly anybody because of the Rona. Oh no. Yeah. That was one thing that I remember. That was a really hard one for you. It was. I'm trying to find my phone here. I just got a text. I've like lost everything on my desk. And <laughs> the nice thing about the watch is like I know I got the text. I'm within range somewhere. And my phone's in range. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, we just start wrapping this up here soon. But but that was one of the one things I remember. Um and uh that was hard. And that's your personality. I mean, you were like yeah. people pleaser. Like that's one thing that for sure. And so hopefully, and I don't know how things are going, whatever, but now you just get to be the people pleaser. You know what I mean? You, you get a, you, oh, yeah. not always, but not always. They're, they're, but for the most part, you know, um, compared to me, you look pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, kind of hurts my feelings now. We're like, Hey, is Jason there? And I'm like, Oh man. I'm, okay. That's what I got him here for. <laughs> yeah. Don't feel bad. That's what you pay me for. Right? Yeah. No, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been pretty crazy. You know, if you look at the time span, like say over the eight, last eight years, you know, what I feel like we addressed this on the last podcast, but I mean, when we uh, when we finally made this deal, 
what was the biggest hurdle? Like, what was almost the breaking point of this not happening, buddy? For me? Or, well, you were involved in it. You wrote it. Hit pause on this podcast for a minute. <laughs> sorry, you, I, sorry, that was the real boss. She texted oh, me, and I, probably late I lost my phone in the mess of my desk. It's like just completely... <laughs> I had to search for it and I couldn't pretend I was podcasting and search for a phone at the same time. So anyways, what was the, the, the breaking? What, ask the question again. But almost, it almost didn't happen had I not been trusting and give you the benefit of the doubt because when we made this final deal to have me come work for you, you wrote something and it, had I been standing over it at the time, it would have bounced up and hit me right in the face. Oh, a check. Yeah, I yeah, yeah check. the check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we covered that a little bit, but. No, I, I, so I had to, you, you had to have, it was a check that had a comma. It didn't have two commas. <laughs> didn't so have two. Damn there was no two commas. Um, but dude, I, I, we just couldn't like, honestly, it was, it was, it was everything we had to offer. I mean, at the end of the day, it was, you know, there's always this point of trying to, to, make a deal and, and there's the, yeah. the part of what you want and the part of what you want to pay and the part of, you know, and I told you, I was like, I can't afford, you know, anything more than this. And, and luckily you're either that desperate or, or you could, you know, see it. And, and one of them was your paycheck. I was like, Hey, here's what I can start with. And mm-hmm. we've gotten, we, we've, we've done better. You know what I mean? As we've grown, you know, I've, I've definitely, you got, you're you're not making the same that you were then. Oh no, you're taking care Um, of me for sure. But there was that. And and I kind of do that for a lot of people, Jason. I mean, I really, um, I like people earning it. Like, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe there's a day that I'll just, you know, pay what somebody's worth or whatever, you know, sometimes I, but I, and maybe it's just, I'm jealous that I had to start from the bottom or whatever. I don't know. But I really like it that it's like you can come in here and say you work for peanuts and you earned, you know, so every every step I was like, Jason, you're kicking ass. You know what I mean? Like you're doing what you said you're going to do. Now my job is to try to make sure I compensate you and, and make you not want to leave. But no, that was that was definitely one of the, the hardest parts for me was trying to figure out how much because we – we couldn't. Go. It's artificial. It's hard. And I to see value. my bank account, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch! He he he, he went to the <laughs> bank and deposited the same day. He was desperate. Heck yeah, you don't sit on a check that big. <laughs> you were desperate, and I was like, Jason, just so you know, that check's gonna bounce. Just run it again. He don't, he did call me and say this this check's gonna bounce. <laughs> uh, man, that was just juggling. Man, I'm telling you what. It, it, and for you, I think the enlightening part for you was to see behind the curtains. You know what yes. I mean? Like that's a big thing that a lot of people don't realize. One of the beauties about this podcast is, is I'm pretty open about it, but nobody gets to see it. Like I own it. Like I bounce that check. Up. Boom. <laughs> you play with that for at least a day or two. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was a point where it's like, <laughs> I knew I'm like, pretty sure they just run that again. I've seen it before. And, yep. and, and uh, and it, right. went, it went the second time. We were good. I'm good. And it's, I don't let it bounce the second time. The first time, okay. <laughs> and you got two days, three days, you better have that ready. You know? Oh, Garmin, it don't matter. There's a lot of them. When we were back there, we were doing, you know, CODs, and we'd have some big CODs. Oh, yeah. And, and it's like you're writing a check with a, with a straight face. Like, I know this is going to be good. <laughs> yeah, this will right be now, good. But this will be that. good. Oh. Man, some of those days. I'm, it was I'm, kind of a crazy start, but in the end, it's it's worked out. 
you know those dollies don't go away (laughs) it just keeps getting bigger like at first it was a two thousand dollar check you're like oh you know like a thousand dollars with big game houndsman we talked about that i bought that website for a thousand bucks right couldn't afford it i'm seeing days don't seem to go away jason they just get bigger (laughs) exactly get bigger oh i I bet you i haven't bounced a check this year i'm good no no, the oh. book check went through, so you're good. 2020 is, is uh, screwed up for a lot of people, but I, I haven't bounced a check yet. That's a good <laughs> year for me. Good. Uh, on that, we should probably start ending this. Jason, you got anything more? I, man, I don't know because I was so against people to sleep this over this for a I mean, long time. Enjoy it, but we, always, I always say it's tough because I didn't want to do this at yeah. first. Like when because Buddy wanted to do this episode, I think right off the gate, like episode one. We talked yeah. about doing something yeah, we like did. this. And I'm like, you know, from my standpoint, it was hard because I don't want people – like, I don't want to revisit that division because it was turf war. Yeah. I mean, I think we could both Laura, agree on that. My wife, she is always like, you need to stop talking to Jason about the uh, plum tree. That's in the past. That, you know, and I'm like, we kind of – like, know. it's a badge of honor on some of yeah, these it, fights. It it's is, like, we don't want to just I'm let them die, of man. We, like, I got you good that one time. You got – like, when I, I see plum tree hats and shirts still running around, man, it, yeah. it just makes me smile because I don't even have one of my hats anymore. You know, I got some ratty old t-shirt, but yeah, it makes you smile. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that it just didn't end right there. You know, yeah. well, die with me burning out. There was a time I might not have agreed. I mean, like Matt, Matt I'll, you know, I'll, I'll end on this little joke here. Matt, you know, he, he was Matt work for us and you know matt you haven't met you're you're anxious to meet matt sometimes you're like i don't know blah, blah. you'll like matt like now that the whole feud's gone yeah, i've never matt was the, I've, I've met matt yeah matt was the guy that would carry gasoline i mean he was like oh bring yeah. gasoline and burn that shit down <laughs> you know what i mean that was a joke it was like oh we just bring some can of gas send matt down there and uh, burn you down that was a joke so he got a job in uh, a lumber timber timber place you know so they they do pressure treated wood whatever and so yeah. timber and uh, he was sitting in the office there, and they were talking about competitors, right? And so, so, uh, so he was, you know, some other lumber competitor, and his boss, and that was, was, you know, a couple of those guys were like, "Oh, those guys are doing this and this," and, and Matt's like, "Well, let's just go burn them down." And everybody in the <laughs> office is like, looks at him like, "Yeah, it's a little different." What What are you talking? He's like, "I don't mean it. no, not literally, guys." Like he's like, Every, in, "In the lumber industry, you don't mention that. Burn it down is not the. That's what you don't joke about, man." He's know like, the room, buddy. Man. I'm telling you what, these guys did not. They did not understand the the irony. He's like, he had to explain that guys, it's a joke. I was just kidding. I was just right. kidding. <laughs> oh, so I, I laughed about that. You know, we we talk about burning you down all day long. He right. brought that one sentence and him, he almost got fired. He was like, that's not funny. Even for those guys. Holy you you got to know the room, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, we don't know that. So, Well, thanks, man. Uh, thanks for suggesting this. It was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll continue on. We got a, we got a couple other stories. We'll, we'll, we'll leak out once in a while, but, um, this was the plum tree W, uh, fist fight knife in the back whatever we could do sometimes to get each other's attention and now we're working together so and it's been pretty good yeah still yeah, here let me both of us are still here so i was hunting this morning and you kept port down that's yeah. the best part of the whole day shoot i didn't it's those guys in the <laughs> shop <laughs> all right we'll talk to you later all right see you buddy